turn the volume up. It's the G-Bed Sports Podcast. I'm J.R. Nicklos. Alongside me is Elliot Ivory. What's up, Elliot? What up, world? Elliot Coaches. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Snapchat, everything. If you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Welcome to the best podcast you ever heard in your life. You know, if you haven't checked out our previous podcast, make sure you do so. Uh, the first one was Simeon Kelly of the Cam Newton Foundation. Second one was recruiting expert Clint Cosgrove. Both of them were dropping knowledge. Uh, and now I'm really excited about this one. We're on that four-hour flight right now. Four-hour flight? Where are yeah. we going? We're going over to the left coast. To yeah, coast. going left. But, but check this out. We've been doing seven-on-seven seven for about 10 years. And when me and you sat down and said that we wanted to do travel seven-on-seven, seven, we wanted to beat up people other than ourselves because we used to just do tournaments in the park, just boom guys versus boom guys, acceleration guys versus acceleration guys. One of the first things I saw when I Googled Travel 7-on-7 seven seven was Ground Zero. It was the very first team that I saw. So uh, this is a, a respectful day for me that I get to uh, sit here and talk with Armand. Um, Elliot, before we get popping, give me a bio on this dude. Okay, real quick. And just to let the world know, that was a fun fact. I didn't even know that, that Ground Zero yeah. was one of the first teams that popped up. Um, one of the last teams in my mind, one of the first teams on the West Coast, last teams in my mind. Anyway, great podcast today with a very interesting dude. Um, Armand Hawkins, father, father of four boys, two girls. Um, that's a, that's a big family. A lot of respect for that. Salute. He had two sons, both sons played, uh, college football. One son, Chris Hawkins was a U.S. uh, USC team captain. Back in 2017, and his other son, Armand Hawkins Jr., graduated and started as safety for University of Idaho. He started Ground Zero back in 2013 with his partner and his one of his close friends. He said his guy keeps him grounded. His name is Genuine. No, I'm just kidding. He looks like Genuine Dad, though. His name is Anthony Brown Sr. Um, they started back in 2013. Anthony Brown Sr. might be Genuine's dad or Genuine because he's the father of nine, all who have graduated from college. So he has that R&B look, man, and he has nine kids. I'm convinced that Genuine played DB in college, man. And um, from, what I, from what I've been told, also in his background, is something that's super huge is how he's probably one of the best tacticians slash defensive back coaches on the west coast over the last six or seven years they've been running ground zero average 46 kids per year going to college they won several championships they've been uh in the top five rankings in the past three years and as you said they one of the most respected teams on the 7v7 circuit um very popular name very popular group of kids Armand has a crazy personality. Personality. Welcome to our podcast, Armand Hawkins. Yeah. <laughs> Clap man. noise. Clap noise. So real quick, Armand. Before Armand, get... what's up, dude? Say something. What, what's happening, man? What's happening, man? There he is. We got to make sure that we didn't drop you. Oh, no, I'm not dropped. I'm ready to get going. Let's get it. We need all that energy, though. I, 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 I yeah. really want you to give us all the energy that you gave when you called us out two years ago. And I can't do all of that. 
That was so much energy. That was so much energy. After y'all... I knew who Ground Zero was, but I didn't know who you were then. I mean, I like that energy, though. You got in the face of that that eight millimeter camera. I mean, was that a Polaroid camera or what, man? You got in it and you started going into boom. What do you say? We won't boom. Yeah. <laughs> I set myself up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, we like that, though. You got boom. You wanted us. You got us. Um, you got our attention, and I didn't know you guys were as well known and respected as as you are. So salute to you! Congratulations on um, starting such a successful program. Um, your huge impact in on the West Coast and in, in the California, uh, in the state of California, and in, in your neighborhood, neighborhood. So I want everybody to understand that. Um, we really appreciate people like you because you're a positive influence in your community and you're doing wonders for kids. No, we, I mean, what you do definitely grows the sport. You know, every time they talk about somebody bad in seven on seven, they look to the good guys and you're one of the good guys. That's what we appreciate because we never want to be outnumbered by all the bad guys in this sport. Cause there's a lot of them, um, but you're one of the good guys. So we appreciate you with that. Oh, man, thanks for the compliment, man. Thanks for the compliment. We try out here, you know. So, Armand, we're going to cut straight to the chase, man. Before we get into these questions, I really want to know, how do you feel about the comments from Cam Newton's team saying that West Coast teams stay on the West Coast, they don't travel, they only play each other, and they talk a lot of crap? Well, he's, he's on point about one thing. We do talk, talk crap. He's not on point about the travel thing. We just left uh, the Georgia Dome or whatever it's called, Mercedes-Benz Ciller, plays playing in the national championships down there with our, our uh, co-team Zorks. Um, and this year alone, um, we finally have the backing where we're going to come down and participate in you guys' biggest tournaments in Florida and the Midwest and everywhere else. Uh, but you need a backing for that, right? That's like yeah. me saying – that's like me saying the Florida teams don't come to California. So you found a sugar daddy, huh? Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, you, you got to have a backing for that, man. You talking oh, about 25 that. kids. You know, 25 kids traveling and, uh, you know, you got to have a sponsor. So this year, we'll be down there. We're going to give Cam Newton what he wants. I was, you know, that was the first time I listened to the podcast. And I really, you know, just to be honest, I don't have a respect for Cam Newton's team, because to me, I've watched them in various tournaments. I mean, to me, I don't I don't see the hype, but if you take Cam Newton off their name, then who are they? Yeah, well, they had a lot of highly recruited kids, though. Uh, Fields' kid is the best kid they've ever had. Yeah, Fields was a beast. Yeah, I agree. So, what you're saying is your defensive backfield from ground zero would have locked down George Clemens and uh, – What's the number one receiver name? Jaden Hazelwood. Hazelwood. Yeah, I, I mean, I can I can care less about Jaden Hazelwood. If you remember when you guys played us, the strong suit of our team is defense, right? It, it wasn't offense; it was defense. Um, I can't re- I Jayden can't remember I can't remember that when we played y'all, we beat y'all last. I mean, it, it I guess to uh, when we see you play other teams, the strong suit is defense. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Remember when we lost to y'all, our quarterback threw a pick. Mm-hmm. At the end of the game, Tyreek and, and Tyreek Henderson. Tyreek Henderson. Yeah, that was the that was the great play by the corner. That right. stuck on the, in the zone, and 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 he threw a pick to win the game. 
Um, but at the end of the day, we defensive oriented, so we could care less who you have on offense. Our problem has been scoring for the ma- majority of the part. Um, but now, uh, already after this last season, we locked and loaded with an offensive weapon tree that's out of this world. Our defense is always going to be the same. If you look, our alumni, Jaden Woodby, is going to be uh, either starting or playing right away as, at, at Florida State from California. That don't happen often, right? Thomas Graham starting corner at Oregon. Cam Bynum starting corner at Cal Berkeley. These dudes all started as freshmen, as true freshmen. Um, so, you know, when it comes to ground zero, we we have zero tolerance for anybody scoring on us. Okay. Respect. We just wanted you to say your piece because we know how they feel. Um, we know how they come in. We wanted to get you guys' perspective. But let's get into these questions. So what motivated you and what sparked the start of ground zero? Okay, that's an easy question. Uh, for one, back, my kids were seniors in 2013, uh, graduating class of 2013 from high school. And uh, at the particular high school they went to, um, the the coach said that they really didn't do anything with recruiting and, you know, the kids were pretty much on their own. So as a parent, um, what I chose to do was join B2G, which was the most prominent uh, seven on seven, actually the founders of seven on seven in California. Um, back then it was, it was only B2G in 1925, Keyshawn Johnson's team. Um, so I went and sat up under them for a year while my kids played, got a grasp of how seven on seven worked in the recruiting game. Uh, and like I said, my son had zero offers, came back when I finished, he came back with 44 offers, army, all American, um, number five rated cornerback in the country uh, behind Vernon Hargraves, Kendall Fuller, Jalen Ramsey, and uh, Tiggis White. Uh, um, so that sparked it all. And then I was talking to my, my best buddy, Coach Brown, um, and we needed Inland Empire to be able to go to school um, and be able to be put on this pedestal, I mean, platform to where they could showcase their skills because it was all about LA. It wasn't about the suburbs so what we did was we formed this group um and we've taken over since now for us that don't know how far is the ie from la 45 minutes 45 minutes that's yep. that's a nice drive that's 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 chicago to neverville and and what created the name ground zero uh we were actually doing a, a foot video for one of my for my other son that one ended up going to idaho and uh we were saying uh, me and Coach Brown was saying, man, we need to start building these kids from the ground up. Gotcha. And uh, so we started, you know, start from zero and go to the ground up. So that's how we came with ground zero. Nice. So side side question, is Coach Brown genuine? Yeah, genuine. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to make sure. I knew, I mean, I seen him, he was a very smooth, smooth guy. Um, always had the shades on, always got his activator in his throat. Um, and I thought it was genuine, and you confirmed it. I just wanted to make no, sure. No, that ain't no genuine. I, I wonder what he's been doing, man. I, I watch VH1, and he's on there sometimes, but ever since then, he's been disappearing. Man, uh, he ain't related to no genuine, man. He's just he, – I mean, that's my that's my ground piece, man. He keeps me grounded, man, because, you know, I'm I'm hyper, and I'm, you know, you know, I'm, I'm the complete opposite of what he is. Sweet, sweet. And over here is just two crazy people. So yeah. how do you how do you get your kids? How do you go about getting your kids? What uh, 
what are the areas that you recruit in, what majority of your kids come from. Enlighten well, us. Tell the world about that. Well, to be honest, uh, now we started with 13 kids, and we had money from the Rialto School District uh, um, to be able to take these kids places and do whatever. Um, after two seasons of, you know, showing our worth and, you know, actually winning these little uh, backyard boogies, we call them, right? <laughs> uh, we started to uh, get kids. They started to come to us and say they wanted to play for Ground Zero. I think because we were actually the top team in the Inland Empire, um, and they couldn't drive to L.A. every day. If they could, you know, most of them would have went to B2G. Um, but once we started getting them, it was, it's been an onslaught ever since. So now we used to call ourselves the king of the IE, but now we have kids from Gardena Sarah High School, uh, um, out, out in Long Beach Poly, all the L.A. area kids come as well. So those kids that don't want to be, uh, I should say, on any other organization, I don't want to call none out because they get sensitive, uh, on any other organization, uh, they'll drive out to where we are because uh, we only practice like one time a week on Saturday. But now, so now we, we, we have a total last year, we had 158 kids on six different teams. Nice, 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 sweet. Um, okay, so I uh, another question to follow up with that. With these kids playing for these various high schools, what's your relationship like with the high school coaches, and are you receiving any issues? We, we hear a lot of 77 coaches say that, hey, I can't get my kids to play in this tournament or play in that tournament because the high school coaches won't let them go. Do you have that issue, or do you see those issues in the California area? Um, we haven't had those issues quite to that extent yet. Um, the only issue we've ever had arise, um, that whole modern-day secondary, that number one school in the country, that whole secondary is the ground zero secondary. Um, I saw that. Yeah. So what has happened is this year um, at a tournament called the Best of the West, uh, the modern-day head coach wanted to play in the same tournament that we had already qualified in, which would be taking our kids um, and making them play high for the high school, that particular tournament. <laughs> and it cost us in the long run because once they were bouncing, didn't qualify. Um, and it was time to come back and, you know, play for us. The, the people of the tournament wouldn't allow our boys uh, to come back and play with our team, even though they qualified with us. Yeah, that's fair. That makes sense. You can't play on two yep. teams. So there, there's high schools that are actually entering Club 77 tournaments? Absolutely. Unfortunately, wow. um, they they decided to do that. Um, I'm hoping next year they don't. Who are they coached um, by, though? Isn't that like – isn't it dead period, periods where certain coaches can't coach the boys? So they have to be coached by, like – I mean, it's, it's got to be daddy ball. Exactly. That's no, what I was, that's what no, I was getting no, to. No, no, no. So what, what happens is it's supposed to be, but somehow in California, um, you know, their head coach is actually there. You know, the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, everybody. Um, but what, it, what they do is they don't play under modern day. They play under a team called uh, BSN. Got it. But that's how they alleviate that. In Illinois, we have, we have a rule where 
you can't have more than what is it, Jay? Five. You can't five have more athletes. five athletes from a high school. From a high school on one team. If if a coach is involved. Oh yeah, no, we don't have that. So what will happen is they'll just get maybe a parent or sometimes the quarterbacks will just run the show and really they only enter like in-house leagues because there's no way they could stay competitive with not even any coaches. Are you cool with DeMar today, coach? Are you and him like homeboys? Do y'all talk on a regular basis? Uh, Just to keep it honest, no. Okay. There's no no beef, but the modern-day coach is probably 80 years old. Got it, got it. Coach Rolo is he's he's up there aging. I think, and just to be honest, this you know what's going on now with seven on seven and everything. Um, you know they really haven't been into this stuff. Um, uh, you know it back in the day. This is kind of a to tell you it's new. Truth, it's a new generation culture shock. When that dude played, I mean, I don't even think the forward pass was legal, so they didn't even have a seven on seven period of practice. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think 1940 is right when they did the the forward pass. So he was just kind of, you well, know, he missed that. Right. He was. I mean, he's on the fence. He was on the I fence mean, with that. I mean, but, they was but, on the dive, double dive. Well, and but but you know you know to modern day's credit, you know they won it all last year, number one in the country, um, and they've had a slew of quarterbacks uh, come out here, Matt Liner. Barkley, JT Daniels this year going to USC. And they're, they've been like a quarterback pipeline for USC all the time. They're doing something right. Yeah. Well, now they have a slew of brothers over there. So oh. everything is uh, is changing. Now you got a secondary that can actually, you know, run and hang with anybody. You got two two proper tailbacks. You got wideouts. You got, you know, so the culture's changed is what I'm trying to say. Okay, let's move forward then. What are the three biggest names that came out of your organization? We we end up being shocked when we heard some of the names that came out of Cam's organization for teams that have been around as long as uh, as yours. So I love to hear just like three really big names that people would know right off back or like household football names. Kenny Clark, defensive tackle, Green Bay Packers. He played for ground. He played for ground zero. <laughs> yeah. Mike Linebacker. Oh, Mike Linebacker, huh? Absolutely. Wow. Knocking Clark. people out. Absolutely. Uh, another one, one of the biggest names, like I said, current, is Stephen Carter, running back at USC. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's up for every award right now as a sophomore. Okay. And, and then you have uh, – Thomas Graham, like I said, he's up for every award as a sophomore, too, um, at the University of Oregon. And if we're just going biggest, let's go. I would say Cameron Bynum, starting corner at Cal Berkeley. Wow. That's impressive. It's impressive. So is that how you guys got sponsored by Adidas? Let's walk people through that. We know sure. we're an Adidas-sponsored team, um, but we got there – in an untraditional way, so to speak, opposed to it. We didn't, we don't, our alumni is big and we have a lot of big names, but I think more of our bigger names are coming through uh, college right now or in co- college currently. Us as well. Um, so how did you guys go about getting the, the Adidas sponsorship? We have no idea. <laughs> uh, we were at practice, we were at practice one day and we got a call from uh 
uh, from a guy, Shannon Fabrice, that wanted to meet with us um, and talk about we, because we, um, we're what's called, we call ourselves homegrown. We believe in homegrown. We believe in, like I said, building kids from the ground up. Like some programs out here go out and they try to get every highest ranked kid um, from the various high schools. We don't believe in that. Um, because at the end of the day, if you're going to get an all-star team, and, and you can't stamp those kids no matter what, good or worse, on the field, off the field, you, you, you have no bond with those kids whatsoever. So we yeah, like- I don't believe in all-star teams. I, I, I don't believe them at any level. I don't believe them at the college level. I don't believe them at the pro level. All-star teams do not work. They, I agree 100%. And, 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 well, you know, you could put together an all-star team and win in, in, in the short term, but eventually, uh, you know, within a matter of a few games, you're dead. And then what happens is the kids, because it's an all-star team, team those kids that are already highly offered tend to leave and go do whatever they're going to do because they have no incentive to keep playing. Exactly. I think you can win early on in those you know, big tournaments right in the beginning where teams really haven't developed that continuity. Absolutely. But as soon as you start rolling and towards the end of the season, it doesn't work. Those They break apart. There's too many egos. There's too many me, me, me's and not enough team, team, teams. And it, it just breaks apart. Exactly. Well, or, or they face adversity and then – Everybody started pointing fingers. Right. And they're like, hey, I got a five-star on 24-7. I'm good. I don't need to sell out for this team. Right. Right. Well, Elliot can attest to that. It happened this year at uh, at Adidas. You know, so. uh, Absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm I'm huge on that. Our biggest thing here, because we we haven't, we're not in the state of California where there's a boatload of talent. We're not in Georgia or Miami or Florida where you have all these kids and all this talent, we consider ourselves homegrown as well because we have, we're in the Midwest, we're in Chicagoland, and we have a lot of athletes that we know we personally develop, and we have to put a lot of time and, and work and effort into, and, and that's the recipe to our success. So I, I can speak from our end, but I look at some of these rosters, and I look at, you edit Adidas Nationals when you go and you have some of these teams and maybe 14 or 15 of those kids go play in, I guess, the opening or these All-American games. I mean, I just start scratching my head on why they're not seeing the type of success in these tournaments that we see. And I understand it's because they're just put on a team and they're given some Adidas gloves and some cleats. And they told to go out there and be an athlete. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we had our fair share of kids in the opening every year. This year um, was the highest um, because we got two sophomores in. Um, you got an All-American, Elias Ricks at corner, the 6'3 corner. Um, that is, I think he's, if I'm, if I'm standing correctly, is uh, top 10 in the country in 2020. Um, and then you got Justin Flo, who's the number two player in the country. Uh, in the class of 2020. So we believe that if you 2020, it doesn't matter what year you are. If you're the best player, you need to be on the top team, which for us is panoramic. Um, so we put eighth graders on panoramic if they're the best kids or if they're the kids that's going to help us win. Uh, we don't, you know, we don't section things off by this is your age uh, and we don't ha- handcuff the kids. So when the kids start to grow 
and get the offers and the success, they've already been with us, you know, for a few years. So, so you know. So what's your relationship like? All these top kids, all these recruits, what's your relationship like with college coaches? Oh, I got a great relationship with every college coach. Really? Um, and how did that oh, come? Yeah. How did you get those relationships? Did they reach out uh, to you because of the, the kids and the influence you have in the community? Or did you develop relationships with them through networking? Through networking. But let's keep it a hundred. He who wears who he who has the, the kids has the relationships. <laughs> you you understand what I'm saying? If you got kids, you're gonna have relationships, period. Um my favorite coach is Willie Taggart at, at, at Florida State. Um because he's a genuine dude um before anything else. Um he's a brother um that keeps it a, a hundred at all times, right? Um I don't like a coach that I act like I'm his buddy, but then turn around and tell another person, man, I can't stand him. I'm only, you know, blah, 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 blah. Right? So this dude right here, Willie Taggart, is is my guy. Like when I say my guy, that's my guy. Uh Dante Williams at Oregon, or no matter what university he goes to, the D B coach there, Coach Hayward at Oregon. These are dudes that actually coach my kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and those relationships were formed. So <laughs> I I got a ton of coaches everywhere. I need more coaches where y'all at, but <laughs> on this West Coast, I, I think I run the West Coast. Got your guys, we got our guys up here that we can introduce exactly. you to. Just speaking on just, just college connections, I remember the Stanford head coach came out and just said, I will not recruit seven on seven. You remember that? Yes, I remember that. So we heard it. We go to Vegas. This is the first time we've ever gone west side. Um, and a, a kid by the name of Owen Pache, who is at Minnesota now, just dominates. He's 6'3", 225, dominates. Uh, Steve Whitfong from 24-7 Sports names him as a top performer at Vegas. And if you get a top performer at Vegas, you you would dog. Uh, Absolutely. Locking down D1 guys left and right, top five in their positions left and right. When we get back, okay, within two days, guess who pulls his transcripts from Nequa Valley? Stanford <laughs> University. So wow. I just look at that as a total facade of saying I want to please the high school coaches, but I'm really paying attention to who's making the name up for themselves during the offseason. So uh, I lost a little respect for Stanford when, when they came out and did that. I mean, you can hide beneath, beneath the sheets all you want but come on man well i could go a little deeper than that my son was was committed to stanford um and you know we were at stanford all the time through 707 and b2g um then to even to even make it worse uh one of the best cornerbacks we have in the state of california uh darnay holmes um his dad Derek holmes big Derek holmes um was dealing with Coach Shaw all the time. Um, so for him to say that is 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 just blasphemy. <laughs> because at the end of the day, that man wants the best kids regardless to who their dads are, whether they, you know, Derek Holmes owns Pro Way. You know, he's the owner. So yeah. for him to say he don't deal with seven on seven coaches and 
He doesn't do that. That's just blasphemy. What happened to uh, Pro Way, by the way? Oh, I, I don't know. Actually, they played all the way through to Adidas, I think. And then they'll, they'll probably be back real strong. You got to remember, this was Derek's first year. With, you know, both of his sons are in college, too. You know, one at University of Arizona and one balling at UCLA. So, you know, I'm sure he had to spend the majority of his time focused on his boys, you know, trying to get them to where they need to be. Because one of them is a first-round draft pick. Which is just allowing premium to take over, huh? Right. I, I pre okay. I don't once again I don't want to talk about programs and all of that. At the end of the day, you could talk your way to the top, but at the end of the day, you're not really at the top. So you know, everything sounds good. If I if I yell out my name enough. Right. Okay. Top three. Top three teams in Cali. Then who are the top three teams? If you had, if we said right now you pick top three teams to come to a tournament, to come to the Boom Tournament, Showcase Tournament, best, best of the best, all top teams across the country. Who are the top three teams in California right now that you would invite? Uh, it would be Ground Zero, Pro Way, Premium, and let me throw another team in there. Let me throw another team in there. There's a team out here that doesn't get a lot of credit. Zorts. Um, no, Zorch is actually going to be a part of Ground Zero, so I'm factoring them in. Oh, so um, so that's how you're going to start traveling now? Absolutely. That's going to be one of the- <laughs> They found them a sugar daddy, man. No, no, no. He ain't <laughs> yeah. no sugar daddy. He's a smart daddy. Yeah, he is. No, so I'll, I'll give him that. I'll give him that being smart, and we'll talk about the rest on Instagram Live. Yeah, so, but the other team is uh, it's called Rare Breed. No, Red Green been around for years. I, yeah, we know about them. They don't get, they don't get the just due that they deserve from a training aspect. And uh, Robert Bourne, shout out to him. Robert Bourne is a young dude, man, that really puts a lot of time into those kids um, that he has. So just on another note, what happens is uh, these kids want the scholarships right now. Um, and they feel the best way to get the scholarships right now is to come to Armand Hawkins and Ground Zero because all I handle is recruiting. I don't do the training. I don't do any of that other stuff but recruiting. That's my cup of tea. Coach Brown does all that other stuff. So 24 hours a day, I'm handling recruiting. So Rob Robert Bourne will lose some of his top players to come to ground zero right before they got name brand because they anxious to get on with the scholarship world so before they're known they'll leave and come to ground zero you basically on our podcast admitting to stealing players i'm not stealing players but we do. <laughs> you you have a you have a better brand that they want <laughs> to play for there you go real quick this is a little deeper sure. for someone like yourself who had two boys who were highly recruited, your own sons, and then you run an elite 77 program with a lot of highly recruited kids as well. Mm-hmm. How do you get away from the label of being called somewhat of a street agent? And I would never call you that, and I'm not calling right. you that, but it's easy for somebody on the outside looking in to see somebody with those type of relationships to to say, hey, that guy is just doing this because 
other relationship with the college. How do you stay away from that? And how do you stay biased? How do you stay neutral? So I, I, I could care less. I've been called a street agent. I've been called a handler. Now, recently and yesterday on the on the board, I'm called a slave catcher. Hmm. Um, so let's talk about that board. Which which, which board is this? This is. Uh, I was totally oblivious to it. So was Jr. Un, until Adidas Nationals. Um, it's a message board yeah. that is huge yeah. in California, in the state of California. Yeah, it's called Sports Unlimited High School. Shout out to Eric East. Yes, my guy. My guy. East uh, Paul Edwards, uh, uh, the second. Um, and then they have another administrator, uh, Chagoa Kendall. Those are the three admins on that board. But if, if yeah, and Paul Paul if, Edwards Jay is the is the, uh, Arthur with the current with the braids, right? right. Yeah. So if you're not in California, you got Facebook. Look up Sports Unlimited High School, and and, and add yourself, and then we'll get you added. It's it's really interesting. Uh, there's a ton of arguments on there. Uh, there's a ton of back and forth. Some negative shit, um, you know, but mostly positive. We try to keep it positive. Uh, but, you know, we run into a negative uh, thing every now and then. Uh, and it's a lot of battling. It's a lot of jockeying for who wants to be the best or who wants to claim they're the best. You know, to me, to be the best, you got to win. So why why isn't it or why aren't you? You mentioned the top four teams in Cali, and you haven't mentioned any team from Northern California. Do you guys not respect the teams in Northern California or is the talent up there is just not the same? Now, the problem is they got such a small area and they don't have the same talent pool we have and they pulling from each other. Got like it. versus But that's what look, aren't you guys doing the same thing I, though? No, well if you look at Los Angeles and then compare it to you know the Inland Empire, that's hundreds and hundreds of kids. Yeah, but some of your kids play for premium and some of premium kids play for you. Right, and some play for pro way too. But but yeah. it's still not as big as of a disparity a, a disparity than up north. Right? Like but up north are those, the Bay isn't that big. Are those up north teams in the sports unlimited? I never see them chime no. in. Oh, no, okay. Not got in, it. I don't know why. They you do. got you guys are being Eric East. Anybody listening, you guys are being real biased. I think you guys need to open that platform. It's, it's very entertaining at times if you have time to be on there. Um, you need to open that up to everybody in California. But then why are they not adding those well, teams? Well, they got to add themselves, and then he'll open them up and add them. Nah, he came and found me, bro. Well, come on, man. <laughs> oh, okay, on, yeah, it's a different story. It's a different See, story. but when I, when I played yeah. in Oakland, they – I don't think the NorCal people just respect the Southern Cal all entirely. I mean, they always would say, you know, the NorCal, I mean, just the hardworking, you know, humble and hungry type kids. They would say the Southern Cal, you know, you either have your uppities, you know, that just think they're better than everybody. You just have just kind of just. Or the kids from the hood. The kids from the hood. Hey, listen, I, I love my NorCal brothers up there. They're doing a great job. Helping their kids, they travel with their kids. You know, they all Adidas teams. That's cool, but we have never lost to a NorCal team. Oh, we might have to invite one of those NorCal teams to our yeah, tournament. Well, 
whatever you got to do, they know at the end of the day, when 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 the, when to start that bus up. If ground zero comes, <laughs> start the bus. Damn. And like I said, it's just like I talked to Coach T. You know, he he said, man, he said, man, I think the kids are just intimidated by y'all, man. They won't play like they play against everybody else against y'all. That's from Coach. That's from my guy. And you got to man. They got they got wolves, man. Najee Harris. Yeah, we 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 beat that ass. Najee Harris called some of this. He got both. They, they got wolves, dog. Like I said, Coach T do a hell of a job up there, man. He's like me down here. He's the same as me. You'll see him. He'll be in Alabama one week, Oregon the next week. He gonna travel and make sure his kids are are on the map. So just so just so the record is clear, uh-huh. is Ground Zero the second most tenured team? In seven v seven in California, the most popular team behind B two G. Well, B two G because B two G B they I know we know we we all know they don't exist anymore. So since B two G has uh, folded or went their separate ways, yeah, has is great. Uh, so you're the Godfather of California seven v seven. Absolutely. Wow, you heard it here first. All I gotta do, uh, all I gotta do is take a video of the, of the trophy room. <laughs> That's all it needs to be. I, I could take a video of the trophy room or or I could post every year kids sign D1. However, however they want to do it. So your new name now is the Godfather. <laughs> You're the Godfather of California 7v7, I mean, man. You uh, we just know, you man. just been you just been knighted. You just been knighted. All right. Everybody call you the crazy uncle on social media, and I'm calling you the godfather. I'll so what do you what do you see seven v seven headed? Hugh, what do you what what direction is it going I, in? I, I laugh at myself. I say, damn! In a minute, they ain't even gonna play tackle football no more in college. They gonna play seven on seven. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, they'll never take away those yeah, pads, man. Yeah. Because but we but I think but, but recruiting wise, I think seven v seven is is becoming huge. If we could keep the negativity, the fighting, um. Uh, and the coaches, uh, you know, going back at each other, it's okay to shoot jack, right, and have fun with it. It's when we come and meeting at the 50-yard line ready to fight and all that. If we could keep our kids under control to where the game is still fun and still competitive and respectful, man, the sky's the limit for 707, man. That's your job as the, go- as the Absolutely. godfather. You got to remember this, though. NCAA don't have their hands on this 707, and they're not making a dime off of it. So as as we keep growing and as we keep doing this, if that doesn't happen, they're going to figure out a way to shut it down. Well, I've heard multiple things. They they have talked about allowing clearance to ha- allow coaches to come to NCAA um, or seven-on-seven events. So three events a year that coaches will be allowed to come to a seven-on-seven event or the opening or anything. They can pick three events out of the year that are third-party, quote-unquote, and they can attend them. You know, and and I'm going to say on this, this is the year, no other year. We've been doing this for six years. I've never had a coach, a college coach, personally ask me for seven-on-seven film. And I had six coaches. Six Division One coaches asked me for our film this year. First, first ever that they wanted to learn more about the kids. They wanted to 
to see more that the film didn't see. You know, maybe they didn't run this type of route or they didn't have to do this type of coverage. They want to see the film now. And I've never had that. So that just shows you the growth of seven on seven on the recruiting aspect of it. Right. Not only that, if you're dealing with skill guys, right, let's let's take it a step further. What I could have my team modern day is going to probably blow out eight out of 10 games. They're going to blow everybody out. They're not going to blow out Bosco. Um, and they're going to have trouble with, you know, maybe a team like Jay Sarah, they might just beat by 14. Right. So you can't really see just because on film, it looked like that. You don't even know who the hell they playing. So if I take boom against ground zero and take those skill guys, now I'm putting ones against one real ones against real ones. Yeah. You know, so the film on that is much more impressive. If I'm taking the Cam Newton receivers, you guys talking about, and I got my DBs covering against Brandon uh, Fields, and then those two dudes you you talked about. Hazelwood, Hazelwood and uh, Clemens. That film is more important. I keep, it, it, I keep telling people, they always say when the pads come on. Well, when the pads come on, the corners at you're not going. Yeah, you. Right. That's my same. That's my same argument. You're not going to see the amount of talent that you would see in an elite seven v seven tournament in high school football. Absolutely. You you just can't. Not not at not at once. Not in one weekend. Absolutely. Like I said, modern day has modern day has thirteen players from Ground Zero. All thirteen have offers, including my 2021. Right. So. What team in the league besides Bosco can match those numbers? So they're going to blow everybody out. So now we got to wait to see modern day versus IMG to match the, to, to get, you know, to get equality. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is what it is. Okay. Last question before we get ready to take it to live sure. and have a, have a real fun conversation. We do this. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to hand it over to Jay because he, he, he announces this and asks this question much better than I do. So go ahead, Jay. You know, this, this is what we're always going to ask at the end of every podcast, you know, because this is special to us. If you look at any coach in our organization, we were always the under-the-radar kids. You know, I personally had to walk on to Ohio State, um, and a lot of our coaches, my brother Mike, or D.C., he had to go to a prep school because he didn't get any offers. So – our goal and one of our main passions of this is to really put the kids on the map that deserve it. The kids that are doing the work beyond just the field and doing everything that they need to do to be successful. And just those guys that you always see, oh, he walked on and then now he's a three-time All-American. He's headed to the league. We know that you see it because you're at the ground zero of these athletes and you see what they do, how they breathe, how they tick and everything. So we want this platform for you to give three guys, three guys an offer. So a kid that doesn't have an offer or needs a bigger offer, we need to know those kids because we want to put them on the map to the nation. Uh, it would be Jared Kondo, defensive back from Los Osos High School. Uh, what class? Uh, class of 2019. I'm going to give you 2019 dudes. Okay. Okay. Um, Matthew Torres. Is a six-six DN uh, linebacker, tight end from Los Osos High School as well. And let me see. Last but not least would be uh, 
Dante Bowers, Las Vegas, Liberty High School. Okay, so repeat those three names one more time in, in their class okay. in, their, in, in their high school. Matthew Torres, it's T-O-R-I-Z, 66DN, backer tight end from Los Osos High School, L-O-S, separate word, O-S-O-S, 2019, Jer Jared Condo, C-O-N-D-O-L-L, -L, 2019 defensive back from Los Osos, same school. And then uh, Dante Bowers. And check this, Dante Bowers is 2020 defensive back from uh, Las, Vegas, Las Vegas Liberty High School. Now, and I have to assume that they don't have a, a lot of the accolades that a lot of the guys have. But and we see it at the ground that I have a handful of athletes that I know are zero stars that could dominate a five-star. Just tell right. us briefly why these guys, what do these guys do that you know they could line up with next to a five-star and lock them down? Uh, well, with Matthew Torres, like I said, his he has come so far from where he was at. He used to be like a little chicken leg dude. Um, and now he's come under his body. And uh, I think with the strength he has, he's, he, he already has the foot speed and quickness to get around the outside edge. Um, and now we've put him at backer, so now he has coverage skills to go along with that and just pretty much dominate everybody in one-on-one -on -one with his length. And now Jared? Jared is a defensive back. He's a smaller corner, 5'9", five, 5'8", five, corner, um, that has a high, high, high football IQ. Um, and now he's getting physically strong as well uh, with great foot speed, and he's very, very coachable. And then Dante. Dante is a dog. Um, dog. Dante, yeah, he will be, he will be, like right now, he killing dudes right now. He's just in Las Vegas, um, and that's not like a football hotbed, and he doesn't go to Bishop Gorman, so that's another downside. But he drives down from Vegas. Uh, to deal with Ground Zero every weekend, and he's 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 a straight. And he's a 2020 kid, so he, his time can yeah. still happen. His time is coming for sure. I want to look at these guys' films. So yeah, we'll definitely link these guys up. We're going to put their highlights in the bio of our podcast, just so anyone that's listening can peep these guys out. And I'm sure, sure. they're definitely going to have to listen to, or I'm sorry to uh, to watch their 2019 films because a lot of that time you don't know the work they put in and they're going to be a whole different person come this season than they were last season. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Armand. Well, this show's a wrap. You know, I appreciate you coming on. I learned a lot about you guys. And the one thing I appreciate the most is, is the ground zero and really working on developing the athletes from the ground up instead of just always looking to get somebody that is already good enough. So I appreciate that, and I appreciate all the work that you guys do for the recruiting aspect of it. I mean, there's a lot of these kids that don't go to high schools where their coach is properly promoting their athletes. And a lot of high school coaches do a great job, but I appreciate the fact that you're doing that. I mean, because you don't have to do that. You don't have to do all right. that extra work. And like I said in the beginning, and I'll say it right now, and all you did was prove during this podcast that you're one of the good guys. And if more people are like you, 
then we're not having to constantly defend seven on seven and all the third party football camps and all that stuff like that. So I appreciate you having uh, you coming on the show with us. And I look forward to um, yes, to talking with you more in the future. No doubt. Yeah. One, one last question I, I got for the Godfather. Um, just real quick before we go to Instagram Live, send a message to the rest of the 7v7 world, the atmosphere. Let them know how Ground Zero coming next year. Oh, we coming hard and relentless. North, south, east, west. We coming hard and relentless, and we coming in your backyard. So Cam Newton, wherever y'all stationed at, we'll be there. I'm you heard it here from the Godfather. I'm Cam Newton. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. All man. right, Armand. Appreciate you hopping on. All right. Yeah, I got hey, it. this is the G Bed Sports Podcast. We out. All right. Peace.